This is exactly right. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Ah, it's 10 a.m. I'm dressed, I'm showered, I've brushed my teeth. I don't know why. Well, I'll tell you why. Something's afoot. We've got a guest today that's several hours ahead. And I'm just thrilled beyond all thrills. Today we've got none other than Emma Thompson. Emma, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Oh, thank you. I also have brushed my teeth, okay. which, as it turned out, was unwise because I'm drinking a martini. Oh, that's got to be an interesting combination of flavors. It's not good. It's not good. I can't recommend it. <laughs> um, what time is it there? It is six o'clock. You're in or Scot- martini o'clock, obviously. Scotland. We are. Yep. Yep. Several hours in the future. Yes. Emma, have they found a vaccine in your timeline? Oh, obviously, yes. Oh, yes. thank God. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, but only for sheep. Only for sheep. Okay, perfect. I unfortunately. <laughs> well, the sheep will go, will will survive for all of us. We'll build a new society, and Earth yes. will be theirs. Now, yes, I have to say, up until uh, we both got on this Zoom call with your daughter Guy about five minutes ago, up until then. I was absolutely 99% sure that you were not going to appear, that I, I was going to learn that I had been scammed, that this was some sort of sophisticated <laughs> scam that somehow had gotten, it would have been beyond all scams because the way we got in touch was through email. And, uh, I, I was, of course was bowled over that, uh, you had been listening to the show and I was excited and, uh, you even provided a phone number for me to call, which I didn't um, because I didn't want to bother you. But as I was falling asleep last night, knowing we were going to do this today, I thought maybe I should have bothered her because if we get on and it's some teen that's scamming me, the rest of my the 2020 is over for me. But here you are. You're here. Here I am with a martini. I've washed my hair as well. I, we've both washed our hair. We're, we look fantastic. Yes. We look amazing. <laughs> and, um, how long have you been in Scotland? You've been kind of holed we've, up there, right? Yeah, we've... So I'm half Scottish, right. and um, my childhood was largely spent in Scotland and because my mum's Scottish, and all that side of the family um, had a, an intense hold upon me when I was a child. And so Scotland for me is... Definitely my spiritual home. And we, weirdly, I was going to take a sabbatical in Scotland this year and then turned up in March to take a sabbatical and found that everyone else was also taking a sabbatical, but not, you know, in 
not having chosen right. to do so. So it's been very weird. I've been here since March the 3rd. Oh, so you, I mean, right before the world caught on fire, officially, you mm-hmm. had gotten to Scotland. So Yeah, and weirdly, weirdly, I was, this year, my 61st year, I was... Um, indulging in making a dream come true, which was learning Italian, learning how to speak Italian. Right. So I just finished with my husband a month of Italian, intensive Italian in Venice. And Venice was, of course, in the north of Italy where the crisis suddenly right. sparked and spiked in Europe. So we came from um, a rather locked down Venice wow. in March to Britain, which was more or less behaving as usual. Of course. Which, as it turned out, was not a good idea. It's not the move to make. Uh, living no. in the United States, I can tell you very much that's it's not the move to make. But so, no. Okay, so you had been learning Italian. Where were you learning this Italian? Was it a class? Was it an app? Was yeah, it both? in school. Wow. In Venice, in a school in Venice. We were all sitting around a table. Um, people, with, old people, well, older <laughs> people um, with, you know, little time and money on their hands right. and really wonderful young Italian teachers working from nine until one every day, five days a week, learning Italian, which let me tell you is a bitch of a language to learn. <laughs> it's really hard. What's so difficult about it? I feel like verbs are always... The prepositions, the no, prepositions, the prepositions. The prepositions. Oh, okay. <laughs> But uh, I assume you knew a little Italian prior to that. You spent some time in Italy, right? I've worked a bit in Italy, and I visited Venice for the first time with my extraordinarily wonderful gay Scottish uncle when I was 16. And I, I, it, I just arrived there and thought, one day, one day I'll... I'll stay here for a long time and I'll be able to speak the language and I'll know it. Right. Because Venice is the most extraordinary place. And actually, lockdown has been rather good for Venice. Really? Because, well, I mean, obviously, the, <laughs> the, the, the Venetians, well, the Venetians will say two things to you. First of all, that all the huge, massive cruise boats, cruise liners that turned up, of course, don't do that anymore. Right. They, they're extremely deleterious to life there. Um, also that f- for once, they're, they're having to look at Venice again and say, well, we can't just have tourism. We can't just live on that because these things happen. And now the streets are theirs again. I mean, it's, they have a very small residential population, Venice now. Oh. So it's, but it is the most incredible place. Have you been? I have not spent any time there, and I don't speak any Italian. But uh, uh, obviously, it, my boyfriend's uh, half Italian, and so there's a, about a, a year yearly plea to go to Italy, and at some point we'll go there. But uh, who knows? Who okay. Knows? But so you were there, and perhaps so that'll time. be the next meeting. Oh yeah, that's not a bad idea. And you can, yeah. you know, you've we got did. We got caught there. And you got a little sneak peek of what the rest of the world was about to fall into. Yeah, we did. It was very strange. And now, how are things in Scotland? Are people still going about their business or does it seem like people are taking it seriously? Oh, no, no. Scotland's sort of more in lockdown still because the First Minister of Scotland, Nicola Sturgeon, takes a different view to the Johnson government. Yeah. And so she is in charge and she's in charge of the lockdown easings here. 
Oh, terrific. Um, and she's taking it slower okay. than they are. Now you've been much slower. Cooped up. Do, do you do cook? Do you cook? What are you doing with your days? What's a normal lockdown day for Emma Thompson like? Uh, um, I get up at about mm, half past seven or something. All you right. know, not early. And then I do a bit of yoga. Okay. Because I'm getting old, and if I don't do that, my body just isn't fit for purpose. So, and then um, I go and wake, or uh, not wake, but kind of get my mum up, because we are living in lockdown with my mum, who's 87. Oh, lovely. Guy's granny, and she's got Parkinson's. Okay. So there's quite a lot of you know, care stuff to do because she's quite lame. She can't do things for herself, quite a lot of things. So there's a lot of sock work. Oh, and, um, yeah, and so so that, that goes on till about 10. And then I'm liable to fling myself off up a hill <laughs> where I will go and just sweat and stare at the sky. Sure. And then I come home. And actually, no, actually, I take Guy a, a cup of hot water with lemon at 10 o'clock. That's true. I wake my daughter up first. Otherwise, she'll sleep till three. So, um, um, and actually, Gaia is doing all the cooking. Oh, is she a good cook? I am never, ever going to let her leave. (laughs) She's she's such a good cook that whatever happens, I don't care if she gets a job. I don't care. I don't care if, you know, her whole life turns around and she meets a guy and they decide to move to Italy and be happy and open a restaurant. No, she's never leaving here. She's (laughs) going to be here for the rest of her life cooking for me, her father, and whoever happens to be so because she's it's great. It's like living in a like a cross between a care home and a gastro pub here. <laughs> well it's time to start laying the tracks to sabotage her, clip her wings, find a way to keep her at home. I think that that's the plan that you've yeah. got to do. Chains, just chains. Chains, just lock her t- into the kitchen. Yeah. Look, the old the old ways are the best. Bridget, really. <laughs> Yeah, you want to keep hold of some chain them, chain them in in the kitchen. Where did she learn to cook? Was it from her parents, or was this something she just figured out on her own? God only knows. Look, we can cook a bit. We're we're not bad, but she's a step beyond cooking. To me, seems to be all about seasoning. Oh, if you under season, I I don't understand the the choice to under season anything. People who don't salt no. their foods. Do this. What's the goal there? There's. What are we afraid of? Taste. 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 Absolutely. No, she's very good at that. Really, really good at that. So um, we are very, very lucky. Very, very lucky. And then in the afternoon, we. Um, well, what do we do? We indulge in a spot of light fencing. Um, <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of bonfires go on because okay. we've got a bit of land, and upon the land grow the ubiquitous and indeed not um, endemic rhododendron that oh. needs to be destroyed. It needs to be destroyed. I tell you, it needs to be destroyed. <laughs> so you have to cut it all down and burn it. So there's a lot of bonfiring going on, which I, is good fun. I feel because like I'm actually basically an arsonist. <laughs> I feel like a Scottish bonfire has something, some very witchy vibes about it. I feel like I'm seeing yes. some kind of dancing witch shadows around a bonfire and... Uh, all bonfires have witchy vibes. They're very powerful things. They certainly well, you know, are. When you get a flare with a bonfire and this huge 20-foot sheet of flame goes up in the air, oh it God. does something for you, i got to tell you, Bridger. <laughs> and how long does a bonfire go for? 
I mean, is that hours of burning? Yeah, it can be hours of burning and then it can stop. And then the next day you can go back and it's still hot and you could cook a potato in it. Really? Have you cooked a potato in one? No. Have you toasted I've a got Gaia. I don't need to cook a potato. I've got, I've got my daughter chained to the cooker. <laughs> Emma, have you ever toasted a marshmallow over a fire? I have. I have. It's, it's jolly good. You've got to it, do I mean, it while, it's, it's it's quarantine. A, Why aren't you doing that now? Uh, oh, because if I eat sugar, I become the size of a shire horse within 10 minutes. So, <laughs> Well, then what are you enjoying for a treat? What's, what's a treat for you? This is a martini. A martini, sure. That's it. That's it. That's my treat. <laughs> okay, that's treat enough. It's it is. Years. It jolly well is. You've got nowhere to go. No, no, no one has anywhere to go. Absolutely nowhere. Now... Uh, in emailing uh, some of our initial emails, you mentioned um, there was, a, I think Guy or you may have mentioned the idea to send me a sheep skull, which you found. Yeah. Where was the sheep skull found? Well, we uh, we do suddenly it sounds like we live in some sort of coven. Um, we live in no, mm, no. We we there's the sheep. There's a wall of flame. The sheep skull. Um, it's all sounding very odd. Um, I, it, it, we keep sheep. Um, we do have a tiny flock of um, rare breed sheep oh. called Ronaldses. Yes. Now Ronaldses are small sheep, and they're foragers, and they used to live. Yeah, tiny, and they used to. They, they were, as it were, the breed originated from the island of Ronaldsea. Oh. And the island of Ronaldsea is very far north. And back in the day when rich people were incredibly mean to the poor. Oh, no, wait, that's like today. Okay. <laughs> anyway, back in the day when rich people were behaving like they always have done, um, the the laird of Ronaldsea built a, a big wall around the island and said that all the poor islanders with their sheep weren't allowed to graze their sheep on the island, right. which belonged to him. So the poor islanders had to graze their sheep on the beach. So the sheep became foragers and extremely fond of seaweed. What? Yes, yes. But, of course, there weren't many of them, and they're one of the breeds on the British Isles that is rather rare. And we've got a friend up the Glen who is a um, an organic farmer, extraordinary woman who's run her farm for 40 years single-handedly. And she said, you know, what about we start a little flock of of rare breed sheep and then we'll keep a breed alive mm. and it's a kind of contribution to well the species extinction that we're all <laughs> finding it so hard to bear right. so our little sheep anyway but you asked me about the skull which doesn't sound so great <laughs> i was making a sign at me what 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 say something something oh we found it what we found it found we it. found it cycling Oh, okay. Oh, so, so, in fact, it's not one of our sheep skulls. It's not one. No, I no, think because we boiled down the sheep that we know who died um, have been b boiled. Their, their skulls have been boiled, and in fact, my husband has made one of them into a lampshade. What? Gaia is attempting to show you now. Let's see here. I'm looking. I'm looking for the. Let's see. Is it towards? It oh, I see it. I see it uh, towards the top yeah. there. 
with the horns. It's a, that's it. That's a tup. That is an old tup that that died. And Greg boiled the skull to get all the kind of nastiness right. off, and then put bulbs in it and turned it into a lamp. And are the bulbs in the? I'm eyes? fully expecting him to do that to me when I drop off. <laughs> we should all be so lucky to have a lamp made of our skulls. Every home should have at least one family member's skull as a gorgeous lamp. As a lamp, yes. yes. I want two light bulbs coming out of my eye sockets and just kind of a which this sheep has. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think if nothing else, this podcast has fully outed the uh, Emma Thompson family as sorcerer and sorceresses. Uh, you're out there. You've Warlocks. got the bonf- Yeah, this is a very magical ho- household. Now, Emma, I don't want to derail the conversation. Of course, we're both here, but there is something I need to talk to you about. I'm mm. sitting here with my computer. In Right behind it, there is an enormous bag. Now, I, I think you know full well, when we, became, we came in touch over I said no gifts at gmail.com, the podcast is called I Said No Gifts. Mm. But then there was some finagling with Jim, and then it became my sister and your daughter Gaia. There was something happened, and a gift was purchased for me. Yes. Emma, I said no gifts. Yet, here we go. Do you want me to open this gift? I feel you ought. Okay, it's I a, think it's a, it's, yeah, I you mean, have to. Here's the, I mean, this bag is <laughs> absolutely gigantic, has mm-hmm. some little, uh, an elephant and a rabbit and a bear and some sort of hot air balloon. Have you ever yeah, been in a hot an air balloon? Yeah, it's a bag in many ways. Mm-hmm. Have you been in a hot yes, air balloon? Yes, we do. We call it, we call it a helium balloon, hot air balloon, absolutely. And you've been in one? I have once, actually. What was that experience? It was loud. <laughs> because there's a gas thing that just goes. You don't think the about time. that. So no. it, that doesn't sound relaxing at all. Well, uh, look, I've only been in one once, right. and if you consider the fact that I probably could have chosen to go in one again, I believe you have your answer. Yeah, right there. It's, it's a once in a lifetime thing. I I like the idea of riding in a to be able to ride in a little basket sounds nice, but uh, where what. What got you in a hot air balloon? You just felt like doing it? It was, um, oh, blimey, it was such a long time ago. It was about 30, God, wait, no more, 35 years ago. Um, I was married to somebody else, and we were um, in, we were on a safari. Oh, the only one I've ever been on, actually. And one of the things that was done was we, we were we were taken off over the vault in actually it was um a Masai Mara um uh, in a hot air balloon which was which was remarkable but as far as I can recall it was also quite cloudy oh. I think we entered a cloud enjoyed it uh, exited the cloud and landed on the ground and had rather a nice breakfast but so maybe that's why I've never gone in one again right. so you know it's just too risky No, it this is a big old dangerous. deal blowing up this damn thing you get in it you get up there there's a cloud and it's <laughs> over <laughs> you know just do, do it in LA that's fine because it's always blue skies there right I would love to go over Los Angeles in a hot air balloon I'm gonna I think that would be great. <laughs> I definitely. With a large collection of cuddly toys. Yes. Immediately run into some police helicopter and that's the end <laughs> of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to open this. It's 
very heavy. And I'll say that uh, when Jim was rapping this last night, he said something like, I, I don't I don't know what's in this bag. He said, I think I over ordered. So I have no idea what's happening in this bag. Let's open it up. <laughs> oh, cool. What? Okay, so... Oh. <laughs> okay, first yeah, of all, oh there's my something God. called a snow... Snowballs. Snowballs. Yes, it looks snowballs. like some sort of... It's Oh, how odd. It's it's a marshmallow snack. We've already talked about marshmallows. I'm telling yes. people, I know I can at least within uh, 20 minutes tell the future. This is <laughs> incredible. So this is some... And I obviously there's more to come in this bag, but let's talk about snowballs first. What's happening here? Okay, so as you know, I'm in Scotland. Right. Scotland... Um, Scottish people consume more sugar per head um, than all of the people in Europe put together. <laughs> and one of the ways in which they consume sugar, the means by which, via which, they consume this unspeakable amount of sugar, is through the tonic snowball, which was my father's favorite snack. Possibly contributing to his early death at the age of 52, so I'm not recommending it. Anyway, <laughs> it is a large marshmallow, not a, not a very dense marshmallow. Okay. It's mallow rather than without the marsh. And around the mallow is a sort of coating of chocolate-type style chocolate. Oh, I'm losing my And mind. then... Yeah, and then they're so good. They're so good. Um, a bit of toasted coconut flakes. Oh, good. That's what it is, and it's it's heaven. And actually, I'm literally salivating as I'm describing uh, it to you. Are there any of these in your house right now? No, of course they're not. I told you about me and sugar. <laughs> Yeah, I literally I eat one of oh. those and I'm just I can't get out the door. Guy is indicating that possibly she may have some hidden in the house. This is gonna. Yeah, she's hidden, but they're like crack cocaine for me. I just can't be allowed. <laughs> this is this is literally. I mean, exactly up my alley. This is. I mean, should I eat one on podcast or should I? Wait? I feel like that's rude to eat on podcast. I've, it, it's not without precedent. I have eaten other snacks on this before, but I don't want it. I know people don't want to hear my mouth on a microphone chewing up a marshmallow what do you think i should there's do? not much to them i think you could risk it should i eat one i mean it's 10 30 in the I morning it seems like the perfect yeah. time to be do eating it. marshmallow okay do here it. we go <laughs> i i love that everyone else on this recording is going to sit here and watch while i eat a uh, snowball uh, i'm gonna try to i'm gonna get away from the microphone i don't think people need to hear my mouth chewing or uh you know oh oh my god but as you soft. can see it's a soft thing yeah don't oh. yeah be careful exactly look it came apart on his hands listeners yes. uh, he's licking his fingers and it's going down pretty well i'd say this is come beautiful. on i mean it's okay. good isn't it i'm gonna 100 processed sugar this, this is the equivalent is... of mum watching porn, <laughs> watching you consume a snowman yeah. snowballs. <laughs> I'm going to start charging people for this so they can watch me eat a marshmallow online. <laughs> this is incredible. This is absolutely something that is not of the earth. This is... Yeah. This is exactly the sort of thing I need to eat. <laughs> Just from another realm created purely of chemicals and sugar, and I love it. 
It's so delicious. Well, you know, it's a very old Scottish firm, Tamex, and they make other things that you may find in your bag what? that oh. are equally delicious. Uh, yeah, they are my if, – if I need to eat something that I know is not the wisest thing, I will always, always go for Tonex. No. And they do. They make trains, little little baby trains with tonics oh, on. Oh, I, I make, thought you were going to say that. Yeah, you know, actual not actual trains. trains. This company, no, which would all. be great. <laughs> I mean, you know, Scottish people are pretty amazing like that, and I don't think that anyone who did invent a train or indeed electricity, as all the Scottish did, ever went without tonics. Yeah. It reminds me. There, one of my favorite candies is called a Scotch Mallow. It sold at a uh, candy store here in the U.S. called C's. Like, it's like a, a marshmallow and caramel in chocolate. Does that? Oh God! I mean, should that be called a Scotch? Does that qualify Scotch Mallow? What do we think? Does that feel like a Scottish thing? It sounds like they've taken the Scotch egg. The principle of the Scotch egg is there's an oh, egg inside a big thick thing right. of of pork, but they've they've done it the other way. So the so the caramel is like the egg. Right. And the mallow is like the pork. It's a scotch like scotch egg. Scotch How have mallow. I never made that connection. I I need to have one right now. Could you get is there any way we can get I them? I feel like you need to have that these. sounds sounds so good. I'll I'll be in touch with Jim. Okay. Hey, okay. You've got to try them. They're just absolutely fantastic. And an employee told me if you put it in the microwave for five seconds, it's even better. I mean, th- I, get, oh, I, get, I, I reveal a lot about my eating habits on this podcast that are not normal, <laughs> and I need to rein it in a little bit, but I'm just going to keep telling people that I'm microwaving chocolates for my own enjoyment. Whatever. That's what you signed up for here. You have to understand that in Scotland, it's normal. In Scotland, they would take that thing and they would deep fry it. That's what I need. No, Absolutely. <laughs> I've got a, a little Scottish ancestry. I think that's it's coming through. Strong. You've got red hair, Bridget. Right. You've got Scottish ancestry. Yeah, I think. I bet you have. This marshmallow thing is coming through in a big way. The genetics. Exactly. You've got Celtic genes. Right, and we all know the Celts loved a marshmallow. Yeah, totally, yeah. They had those bonfires, yeah. they were toasting. That and... whole 17th century marshmallow wild, like, yeah, right. totally. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, you have celebrated a birthday recently within quarantine. Is that correct? Yeah. Did you 61. do anything for it? I feel like birthdays now, I mean, I'm getting a lot of questions through the email about like celebrating things in quarantine, and I haven't had any celebrations myself, but did you do anything? Yeah, well, Gaia cooked a beautiful meal. What did we have? I can't even. What's my brain's gone? It, 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 and so was hers. Oh, that's such a comfort. It's wonderful <laughs> when the young can't remember things. It's such yeah, just struggle to remember something. It's fantastic. Um, uh, we just were here as we have been for for all this time. I can't remember how much time it is now. We're me, my mother. And Gaia and my husband. So there's what's interesting about it is there's three generations of women. Right. So there's a 20 year old, a 61 year old, and an 88 year old. And then one. Um, yeah. But he spends most of his time outside making um, Yeah, shaving sheep and all that. Um, so, so yeah, uh, that was interesting, wasn't it? Very interesting. I can't remember what we had to eat. You got. Some very good presents. So, uh, in my head, it looks like Waco. (laughs) (laughs) It's just these sort of 
um, barns, and one of them, Dad has converted into a sort of home bar, basically. And he got Mum a huge fluorescent cocktail sign. What does the sign say? Cocktails. Well, you know, one of the, yes, cocktails. One of the things I do love and I do think is a wonderful art form is the neon light. Oh, I love a neon light. A neon light in a puddle. Take me back to. Oh, my God. A neon light in a puddle. I'd rather look at that than a blooming uh, eclipse. (laughs) A neon light in a puddle is such an image, is it not? Oh, it's the most beautiful thing. Yes. We've got some sort of... So I have a cocktail sign. I've got a cocktail sign. It's pink, and it's in that classic kind of writing. Oh, I love this. And and I got that for my birthday from from my old man. Oh, that's a terrific gift. Wow, you're you're still getting good gifts from your partner. That's incredible. Yeah, it's not bad after 25 years. Do you feel like you two do a good job of giving each other gifts? Actually... We're pretty good. He's just had a birthday as well. And I gave him a portable winch. Oh, interesting. Oh, and what is he doing with the winch? Pulling things out of the mud? Dragging sheep yes, across the yard? Yes, he's winching things with it. And left, right, and center. We fully, all of us expect to be winched. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 least opportunity he's going to fling the bell end it's called seriously (laughs) these are canadians that built this thing they're sensible they call it by the name that suits it because he's winching large um well logs but i mean they're like trees right so is he pulling them out of the ground yeah not out of the ground as it were by the root but they having been chopped down okay they're their outer branches having been taken off. He then attaches a piece of rope. Right. And the winch, which is not much larger than my computer, is small. Oh. Clever. Simple machine. Um, Yeah, it's a simple machine. But if you've got enough block and tackle, um, you can pull the most extraordinary, like a half a ton of wood out of the river. Incredible. And so he... It, so he got that for his birthday, and it's it's really um, now the only thing he's ever loved. <laughs> he I got him four boxes you. of chocolate raisins and Spam? Uh, spam? Spam oh, feels yeah. like a good quarantine food. Well, yes and no, depending <laughs> on whether when you leave quarantine you wish to live or not. Right, right. But if you've combined it with chocolate raisins, I think you're fine. You'd be fine, yeah. Just then you would have covered the food chocolate groups. raisins, yes. Okay, I'm diving back into the bag. We've got to see what else is in the... It's truly yes, like please. a five-pound bag. I, I, I will also say last night, Jim left this bag out. And I thought before I fell asleep, I should put that in the closet and close the door because who knows what's in there? The dog may get it. We would have woken up to a dog having eaten probably 70 marshmallows. This would have been... Can- I'm going to I'm gonna revoke... The dog would have dog been dead. From- let's face it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She's yeah. been known to eat. But let's keep diving here. So we're just going to... I'm going to take out what's probably 18 boxes of snowballs. So we'll just make a little wall out of these. And then here's some tissue. There, Three boxes of snowballs. 
four wow. boxes of snowballs. Five <laughs> boxes of snow. Uh, we've gone to the sixth box. This is, the good thing is... is Did he not get any tea cakes? Did he get any tea cakes? Well, we have no idea. There's, I mean... Uh, I'm counting. If it's now. all snowballs, you're you're losing out. Eight boxes of snowballs, nine boxes of snowballs. <laughs> I'm, I'm not exaggerating. This He's just bought snowballs. I, he hasn't bought the tonics tea cake. Well, let's just wait and see what happens because two different boxes did arrive in the mail, and so I assume one of them had another. Here we go. Ah, uh, very yes, bottom the tea cake. So he, what nah. he's done is he ordered <laughs> a single box of these tea cakes, <laughs> and then I think at least ten boxes of chocolate covered marshmallows. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is I don't That's I don't even hilarious. understand how this online order even worked because this feels like this is a small box. This feels like something yeah. that. Uh, should have been 10. I feel like I feel like what happened was Jim ordered that and then the dog came in and he got distracted and his some, he sat on the computer and accidentally ordered 85 boxes of something else, which you are now saddled with. But the Tonics tea cake I'm gonna is a whole it. other thing. Tell me about the tea cakes. Okay, the tea cake is a different version of somewhat similar item right so the tonics tea cake features um for your for your listeners a little tiny um oreo sized uh slight biscuit it's a biscuit but it's not it's not very crunchy okay it's kind of a little bit soft and on top of that there is a marshmallow. All right. And then the entirety of those two items is enrobed in chocolate. Oh, I, well, I'm going to. So I think you probably have something like that in the States already. I feel like you, if you like haven't. We have a lot of have things to. covered in chocolate here. Uh, and uh, you have a lot of mallow based right. arrangements, God, don't you? I just love it. I'm going to. It obviously has melted a little bit in the mail. And I again obviously, and it's for, it's it's crushed. It's a little crushed, but that's fine. I'm gonna. Yeah. I apologize for eating in front of you. I I I mean, but again, this is my podcast, so not too much. So of an yeah, apology. yeah, yeah. So do you all? Let's I mean, see, frankly, yeah. I'm gonna take. Oh a my bite god, it's deeply mistaken. <laughs> oh. Do you see the difference? It's a whole other thing. Biting into this, I the, I'm gonna swallow here. We have something here called a pinwheel. For American ah. listeners, we have, uh, which I've loved since childhood. I rem- remember going to a, a cabin, uh, my grandpa's cabin when I was about five and I got to choose the snack. I chose a pinwheel. You have uh. really, I mean, this feels like some sort of bizarre inception style mm. subconscious dive into my brain. You've found the marshmallows. You've sent the marshmallows. Mm. This is exactly mm. up my alley. It's crazy to me. That's very strange, I, isn't it? It's so, and I mean, and you're associating that with a childhood experience and a childhood experience in the countryside as well, right? So it's taken me back in time into the mountains. Yeah. I'm staring out the door at deer. You've taken me on an absolute <laughs> ride here. It's psychotic. <laughs> My question: Why is it called a tea cake? I don't feel like I would eat this with tea. We know. will eat anything with tea, as you know. Right. The British, um, not so much the Scottish, actually, although I think they like tea too. Um, 
and and you must remember that I am from both yes. cultures. So I am half Celt and half Anglo-Saxon. It's right. very different. We go back to heritage, the combination to heritage. Yes, because I think it is very interesting, very very interesting food country. You know what creates us, what's in our, what makes us our DNA. You know, when you ask me about gifts and what to send, it's interesting that I should have chosen, you know, really what is essentially a sugary snack, but is in fact a deeply um, meaningful bit of family history and to do with sugar, right? of course, which is a huge element in Scotland and a huge element in our history. I mean, our slave trade, our slave trade, it's all sugar, Mm -hmm. you know. So sugar is something that was never good for us in the first place. And certainly the way it came to us was horrific and horrendous and uh, should never have happened. But sugar is so, so powerful. You know, that little taste of sugar took you back to your granddad and the woods and the tonics tea cake and the snowball takes me back to my father. I wonder if those moments of intense pleasure to do with these things uh-huh. are what what write us, yeah, you know, I'll, what create I'll, us. Yes, absolutely. And then on the other end of sugar, I think, which is so interesting about human beings, I think it's such an animal thing because sugar is also essentially for us poison. And it feels very, yeah. like to me, I'm like, oh, I'm, very close to being a dog because I will absolutely fill my body with sugar, which I know is bad for me, but it tastes so wonderful in my mouth and I can't stop eating this poison. But it's because it's connected to all of these things. Yeah, yes, it is. I've had, you know, two marshmallows. It's 10.50 in the morning and I'm high as a kite. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It is extraordinary. Um, I feel like it's time now for the game portion of the podcast. Okay. I think I want to play with you a game called Gift or a Curse. Yes. I need a number from you. Uh, between one and ten. Mm. Three. Okay. I have to go calculate something from a random list of objects. For the next undetermined amount of time, you can promote something, you can recommend something, you can do whatever you want. This is now your podcast for who knows how long. I'll be right back. Oh, my God, people, what is he doing? I know what he's doing. He's going away, and he's going to open all those snowballs and mash them into one enormous snowball, and then he's going to sit in it. At least that's what I do. So, people, here we all are in the middle of this strange time, and if you are feeling in a hole, plant something in it into the darkness plant all the little seeds and in a couple of years time when we come out of this which we will because this has all happened before it is unquestionable that it's all happened before things will be different so i think in your whole one of the seeds should be the question how do i want it to be different what a beautiful use of that time. I, I oh. mean, you know, I had, had things calculated, but I was not going to cut that off. What a wonderful little <laughs> bit of, bit of uh, time filling and so valuable for everybody. But 
Emma, unfortunately, we're moving on because we're going to play this game and I need your concentration. Gift or a curse? Okay, I'm concentrating. I'm going to name three things. You have to tell me whether they're a gift or a curse and why. Okay. First thing, romance. Gift or a curse? Oh, both. Why? Both. Because um, uh, romance is so appealing, so beautiful, so irresistible, so invented by the French troubadours in the 14th century, (laughs) and so not useful because it creates false expectations and then when it goes wrong, everyone doesn't understand why. And everyone says, well, why don't I have a happy ending? Why is this romantic story ending in this way? Because nobody said at the same time, you are going to be disappointed no matter what, no matter what, even if you marry this person and it's marvelous and it all turns out the way you wanted it and you have children and a nice house, you will still be disappointed. So please, everyone, get a grip. That's why. Wow. They're both. It's both. I love that answer. You've re- you've you've got my back against the wall here. I can't tell you if you're right or wrong. You're really riding the fence, which is unfair to me as a host. But I'm going. To- I don't think I'm riding the fence. I think it's fair enough to say that it is both. Surely. I'm going to give this to you, Emma, but only because it was a. It was you made some good points here. I can't argue too much. Romance is both a gift and a curse. Expectations will get you in the end. So we're going to move on. We're going to say you're one for one. Very well played. Let's see if you can handle number two, vacuuming. Gift or a curse? For me. Oh, God, I so want to say both again. I Okay, it's a gift. Um, as my daughter and husband will tell you, I have a slight um, obsession with vacuum cleaners. I have, I do. I have a lot of vacuum cleaners. And (laughs) I'm actually, I'm literally looking at one now that that vacuums this floor and basically takes, if you vacuumed yourself with it, it would just take your skin off. It's a powerful machine. This is an industrial Uh, vacuum. I don't even know how the carpet survived it, seriously. Um, (laughs) It's a great machine, and it's particular for this room. In my mother's place, I have something that is, it's like a sort of, it's the ballerina of a vacuum cleaner. It's like the, (laughs) it's like the Margot, it's just, it's the Audrey Hepburn of the just vacuum lightly cleaner. Dancing you lift it, you lift it gently, gently, ever so gently off its uh, uh, electrical charger and it will vacuum uh, a, a large space um, and then you have to immediately empty it out otherwise it has a fit and won't work on you well, it's a and I love that vacuum cleaner then down down in my house I have another vacuum cleaner which yeah. is like it's got a long kind of uh, trunk thing and you can get it under beds oh, so right. vacuuming is something that I uh, I, I believe in passionately and, and the lockdown and the amount of crumbs, the crumb. <laughs> You've got marshmallow crumbs the all crumb over the crumb stuff, the, 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 the creation of crumb in lockdown <laughs> is so incessant. <laughs> uh, so, so vacuuming to me here at the moment is a boon and a blessing and I won't hear a word said against it, do you hear me? Emma? 
I'm going to just tell you right off the bat, I thought the vacuuming was going to get you. I am fully on board with vacuuming being a gift. I love okay. to vacuum. I lo- it's yeah. one of the yeah. easiest household chores. You're behind yeah. a little machine. It's doing its yeah. job. Maybe you've got some music on or you have the nice hum of the vacuum. You know you're making yeah. progress. The crumbs are getting sucked yeah. up. The hair is getting sucked up. It's it looks different when you finished, whereas if yes. you if you if you change the bed, it doesn't look different. No, you, with vacuuming, you're seeing real progress as you move along. It's like mowing the lawn yeah. in the house. It's exactly. fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Two for two. This is insane. I I'm going to tell you. I came into this game thinking I'm going to just knock out Emma Wipe Thompson. She's just going to fail, <laughs> fall on her face, humiliate herself. But so far, so good. Let's see if number three, gift or a curse. Guitar solos. Oh. Well, Hendrix. One word. There you go. Guitar solos. Hendrix. You're saying? (sighs) Gift. Well, a gift. A gift to the world. Forever and a day. I I want to disagree. I I think this is... (laughs) This is, I said no gifts, you've made history. I don't know that anyone's ever gotten three out of three here, and I was really hoping to just nail you. It didn't work out as planned. Guitar solos are a gift. <laughs> uh, even when they're bad, at least it's a little break from the song, adds a little texture, or it, t- or it shows you that you're listening to a bad artist. Playing an air guitar solo may be a curse, but it's also fun to do. I love a guitar solo. If you, I, I will say an improvised guitar solo can get a little long. That said... It depends, yes, yes. And it depends, of course, upon the genre. Right. I mean, and as well, a drum solo can wear you down. A drum solo, when executed well is a, a well, wonderful surprise because you think I'm oh, going to yeah. be bored but then you're th- you're thrilled you're thrilled I guess yeah. I guess what we're talking about is people just need to be good at what they're doing if you're going to do yeah, this and solo, if they're good at what they're doing it's a thrill it's such a thrill to see anybody doing and we're doing something well right and we're taking a little break from the singing we're taking a little break we're going to get the solo in there Emma congratulations on three out of three gift or a curse I mean I will say the first one you picked gift and curse but it worked in such a way that I can't deny it wow (laughs) we've reached the final part of the podcast I said no questions people of course are writing into I said no gifts at gmail.com the list of questions has gotten a little out of control because we recorded so many episodes in advance we've got I mean uh, my apologies if I never get to some of these people's questions but we're going to do what we can would you mind helping me answer some questions here I'm so, so happy to. All right. Let me read the first one here. Hey, Bridger and guest, my ex-husband has a birthday coming up. I don't like him and am unmotivated to make an effort, but he is the father of my child and always gets me gifts for my birthday. This is very complicated. I have given him a plethora of gifts in the past. What would you do? Love the podcast, Courtney from Virginia. So we know she's a good egg, first of all. She's complimenting the podcast, so thank you for that. I, Emma, this situation feels... Why are these two, pe- two people who don't like each other giving each other gifts? That's my first question. Yeah, I think that's the first question. But Courtney from Virginia, you're a jolly, decent, decent person to even think about it. And what you do is you shamelessly use your children. You, you give the gift. You say you, you help your child to make the gift. And, you, and the child says, and this is from mummy. That's and perfect. it could be anything. It could be literally could be a, a 
thumbtack. It could right. be anything. Your popsicle sticks taped together. It could be taped together, and you don't have to worry about it. And you say to her, well, you know, we made something for mummy to give to daddy. And, you know, it's the ultimate go between. That's, that's, my, that's my advice. On some level, a beautiful mind game. Yes, yes, and and short result in plenty of therapy bills later on. Of course, but you know we're all headed. It's that an investment direction. in the therapeutic industry, yes. and I think that's all we can make. I mean, my other suggestion: you give this person a uh, a gift card to a restaurant that he never wanted to go to in the first place. <laughs> so then you're really sticking it to him. It's still a gift. He can't say no. He has to gracious, graciously accept. But now, yeah, I feel like this is a good opportunity to get back at this terrible ex. Take on, yeah, take so you train. Yeah, or you say to the child, "Here's some watercress seeds. Daddy would love it if you just <laughs> sow the watercress seeds into his Chinese silk carpet and water them. <laughs> he will love that because when that starts growing, you'll be able to say to him, "This is a gift from mummy." <laughs> That you will never get rid of. He, yeah, yeah, and now your Chinese silk carpet is ruined because there's a lawn growing in it. That's what you get, Daniel. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's do one more. I, you know, I have thirty pages of questions. The least I can do is answer one more question on this podcast with the lovely Emma Thompson. And your the advice so far has been excellent. This one it just says, "Hey, Bridger." So my apologies, they're not addressing you here, but that's fine. Uh, I have a friend who is getting married during the quarantine. They'll be filming the wedding, and then the reception will be next year whenever this ends. I'm a bridesmaid, and since she hasn't had any wedding showers, I'd like, I'd like to give them a nice gift before the wedding. Recommendations? That's from Hannah Walker. She says love. Who knows if she means it? Mm. So her friend's getting married now. Um, They're going to have a thing in the future. Things get very confusing. You know, it's got to be... All gifts now need to be about promises, don't they? And they need to be about experience and they need to be the opposite of consumption. I love What I found really, really disturbing when everyone says we've got to get back to normal. Actually, there are certain forms of normal we really have to avoid. And one of those is overconsumption. Yes. Um, because it's become rapacious and greasy and, and, and it's ultimately unsustainable. So to Hannah, I would say, you know, make your gift – um, like a voucher, a personal voucher that says we're going to have an experience together that's going to be different and special. And you've got plenty of time to think about it. And it's not going to be about things. And it's never, ever, ever going to be about things right. anymore. Let's not do that anymore. Let's make it about what we have in our minds and what we have in our memories and and everything that we can we can recycle in our own memories and and go back to in our own memories and enjoy again in our own memories there are such things as recyclable gifts and they are memories absolutely i mean you are saying this to a man who's sitting in front of about 50 boxes of um chocolate marshmallows <laughs> so it's that's true obviously it doesn't apply to me because i'm completely hypocritical as all these things <laughs> as always <we> <laughs> by somebody a thing it's yeah. easy to say I mean, these things yeah but you know a box of a box of top of of, of, of um, tonics, tea cakes isn't going to last you very long. That's true. I'm going to be sick to my stomach. And then you can use them to light your first really big bonfire. I go out on the patio, catch the apartment building on fire, 
And then we've got something new to worry about. It takes your mind off of things for a minute. Oh, absolutely. No, uh, but I do think I agree with this. Uh, give them a little, you know, like uh, in any other situation, pre-quarantine, giving some, somebody a coupon for a future thing always just feels like you didn't do anything. But right now it feels like a real thing. A year from now, mm. we're going to do this. We're going to, mm. I don't know, we're going to go to the beach and we're going to sit next to each other and we're going mm. to just live our lives. I think an experience mm. is wonderful. Don't give them something. Don't give them a plastic kitchen appliance. That's the last thing they're going to need. Maybe well, give them a cooking know, lesson. Hmm. Emma, we're just going to answer those two questions. I feel like we've been more than generous with the advice. If people want more, they can come bang at my door. They can come bang at your door. Roaring back. Right. It's been so lovely having you here. It's just wonderful to connect with somebody six six to eight hours in the future. It feels terrific. And thank you for coming on I Said No Gifts. Oh, thank you, Bridget, for inviting me via my wonderful daughter, who's now got to go and make our dinner. Um, (laughs) And also, thank you for... You know, putting all that wonderful positive energy out into the world. It's a great gift and um, been very much appreciated by old and young alike. Oh, it makes me very happy. And I can't wait for the news to break that Emma Thompson has locked her daughter in a kitchen. The darkness, it's going to be terrifying. (laughs) But at least we got the scoop here. (laughs) Stay safe. Enjoy the sheep. Enjoy the winch. And... Let's move Speak on. Speak soon. Yes. Lovely seeing you. Thanks. Lovely Bye. seeing Thanks, you. Emily. Bye, Bridger. Bye-bye. Bye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's engineered by Earth Angel Stephen Ray Morris. The theme song is by Miracle Worker Amy Mann. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at I Said No Gifts. And if you have a question or need help getting a gift for someone in your life, email me at I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're at it? I invited you here Thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home You gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts Your presence is presence enough And I already had too much stuff So how do you dare to survive?